Hello and welcome back to the Teen Talks podcast. This is in fact the final episode to a series of episodes in which I have sat down for an hour with Rohan Gupta, a college freshman at the University of Southern California, to discuss a vast range of topics. A quick recap of the previous episode. In that episode, Rohan and I discussed his journey through the finance world and how he has created a platform to teach students finance and the stock market. To conclude this mini-series in this final episode, Rohan shares his thoughts about his college life and what it was like experiencing his first college semester at home due to the pandemic. Sit down and enjoy the final episode on the Teen Talks podcast. You know, now I want to now like discuss about, you know, your college life. And, you know, that's also one of the reasons why I'm, I was interested in bringing you on is because, you know, all my listeners so far, they're all seniors or juniors. And now I'm talking to, you know, a college uh, freshman. So now that we've discussed more about street fence, I wanted to transition over to your college life and the education aspect of your story. So to start things off, how did you feel when you realized that you will be serving the first year of your college in a virtual setting? And, you know, from there, we can talk about new year, your adaptations to this uh, virtual environment and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so I started, so, you know, I, I'm a college freshman right now, which means I actually started learning virtually in the second half of my second semester in senior year. So in like March of last year, March, 2020. So, you know, I, I had a good, you know, three, you know, m- two or three months worth of virtual learning in, in this high school, uh, my senior year environment. Coming to college, um, it definitely was a different experience because one thing you'll learn is that college is, sometimes the work is nothing like high school, right? Because <laughs> because college expects you to be on campus all the time, that, that the, the courses were structured in a way that uh, expected you to be on living on campus, which means you would you know, spend more time on it. You wouldn't have other things to do. You wouldn't necessarily have a family to you know, you know, do chores for or, or those types <laughs> of things, right? Um, any kind of fit, familial commitment because you're supposed to be living with your friends and, and, and your dorm mates and classmates. So that's, you know, that's the way that these classes were structured. Um, and what the only sort of adjustment I saw on what well, I go to USC, right? So uh, they, they just simply shortened the semester, but the type of work that you still had to do felt, um, felt like it was meant for a full semester, right? So mm-hmm. the bottom line is, you know, the transition, the high school transition was all right. The college transition for my first semester, uh, definitely it'll hit you like a truck. Um, everyone I've talked to just said, yeah, this is like vastly different from high school. It's like, it's manageable, but you know, it hits you like a truck. Like this is how much work you have on a per week basis. Mm -hmm. Here's how much time. If you don't have a structured schedule right now in college, you definitely will have to have one. Um, like if you, if you just kind of like do work whenever you want, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as it's something you can manage. Uh, one thing I learned is that like, yes, you're going to have to be okay with having more structure in your life mm-hmm. uh, in terms of here's what my schedule looks like. Here's when I'm going to study. Here's when I'm going to eat or, you know, go out and, and socialize, whatever that is. Um, it, you have to be okay with that. And you also have to be okay with not getting everything you want done. In high school, I was very much this person who wanted to get all the work done as soon as possible. Uh, I really didn't like procrastinating, but um, I, I was really like, okay, how's the, 
when can I get this done the fastest? And I kind of just did that within one or two, maybe even three days of when something was assigned. Um, in, high, in college, you'll realize that there are times when you have to just be okay with the fact that the work that you submit, because you have the other classes you're juggling, there's the clubs, there's so many other things that your work isn't going to be its best product. And for someone like me, who just like, I, I always wanted to get an A on everything. Um, that's something that was kind of hard to come to terms with because I'd spent hours uh, on, on doing certain assignments, on doing just these perfecting things. It. Yeah, just perfecting it because I didn't know if any less than perfection would get an A on something, right? Um, so yeah, you have to be okay with that. And there's nothing wrong with that from what I've learned. You know, it's okay to get the occasional, you know, as long as you're okay and like okay with it and, and you do things in a way that you don't really spoil what your mental health and your physical health just by constantly working on school assignments. Mm -hmm. um, if, you, if you can do that and, and still be okay and get, you get decent grades on what you do, um, and that may mean you, you procrastinate some days on certain things because you just have to, because um, there's just too much to do in, in the short amount of time. So like, um, how was your mental health during that time? Like when you trans or when you witnessed your first year um, online and it's still going on right now, your first year. So how was your mental health when you realized that, or like when you just thought about it, that you're going to be a college freshman at home, like you're going to be a student of at, U at USC at home and you're not going to be on campus. And how, how did that feel? Did that take a toll on your mental health? And, you know, what were some things you had to do in order to just cope with this whole um, situation to get um, and like, just, you know, prepare yourself for this kind of college setting? Yeah. I mean, I, I was certainly sad because like, I, I, I wouldn't have the traditional freshman year experience. Um, and at USC, I was part of a, a cohort, the honors cohort where the honors group uh, where they have a more specialized freshman experience because they live in a special dorm and everything. But that's besides the point. The bottom line is I was, I was pretty sad I wasn't going to be on campus, right? I don't think that necessarily took a, as big a toll on me. I think that the idea of me staying at home is just something I was like, I had to reconcile because I knew thousands of other, hundreds of thousands of students were doing it world, nationwide mm -hmm. and worldwide too. Um, but what really did take a toll on my mental health is, is college itself. Right. So just oh, the fact okay. that these are new, um, like the, the, the time commitments that come with everything, the fact that I was taking more specialized classes that I'd really had no experience doing before, um, and the types of, you know, kinds of assignments that we're doing as well. Um, it, it really took a toll. And one thing that has really been something that I've noticed is, and something that I read is a trend across the country is that people never know when to stop working because you're at home. Typically when you had the nine to five or whatever, and it was all in person and you know you could actually go to an office, when going to the office, your work brain turned on and leaving the office, your work brain turned off and your relaxation, yeah. You're uh, sort of taking things easy brain. Different on. personas. Exactly. But now that you're at home and you're working from home, every hour of every day feels like it's work or school or something like that. There's not really a time uh, to relax. So something I learned early on is like, I'm spending too much time just working and grinding out these assignments. I actually need to take <laughs> some time to relax. And it was hard to find time in my day to actually do that. Um, and thankfully winter break happened and I was able to figure that out. Um, and so actually, you know, next semester, uh, technically USC starts today on January 15th, but the way I've structured my schedule next year is that 
I don't have classes on Monday and I don't have classes on Friday. So it's a four day weekend. Oh, wow. so, so it's a, it, it means a jam packed middle of the week, but I'd much rather have four days off um, to, to kind of, and, and on Mondays and Fridays, I will do work, but it's not going to be as to your maximum. Uh, it'll be like just, you know, yeah. a little, it'll be toned exactly. down compared to the other days. It'll be toned down. It'll be uh, t- on my own schedule as well. Um, it'll be more light and it's something that I could maybe, uh, relax. I can definitely relax more over four days rather than just kind of working every single day for some amount of time and really grinding at that. So, um, it's, it's what works for me. Um, and I think, you know, just having those two days and, or the four day weekend entirely is definitely going to be doing wonders for my mental health, uh, going forward. I Um, can imagine that would be really, really great for you. You know, you get to just enjoy that four day weekend and then get back into work and then just, you know, get back in the, into that four day weekend. And that's something that not everybody gets. So it's, it's, you're pretty fortunate to have something like that during this. No, time. yeah, it definitely was. I mean, USC scheduling, you, you pretty much get all the classes you want. You might not get the times that you want. So I was very fortunate to get the times that uh, really worked for me and, and helped me get Mondays and Fridays off for sure. Definitely. And just speaking to that. So now I usually bring on high school seniors to discuss the, like their mental health and share advice to future um, class students. But this time I've brought a college student and I've said this many times throughout this episode. So since you are like the oldest out of all of, you know, all the students I've brought on and you probably have like the most authentic piece of advice. So what advice can you give to students regarding mental health, extracurriculars and such during COVID-19 and as this new year is unfolding? <laughs> Well, okay. So even though, I mean, I just turned 19, maybe like three, four, three or three weeks ago, but I oh, still happy late, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, but you know, I, you say that I'm the oldest, but technically I haven't even been to college right now. So really it feels like I'm, I'm in my fourth semester of senior year of high school. So I still kind of have the high school attitudes and I still kind of think like one, as opposed to a college student, because a lot of college is about interacting with new people and living on your own. And you develop a certain attitude as a result of that. I haven't yet had that experience. So I still feel like I'm living in an extended version of my senior year. Um, In terms of advice I could give, uh, it's a good question. Simply, you know, I, I, in terms of mental health, I think I've touched on it before a little bit, but really stay away from the social media um, as much as possible. Um, Don't try and I mean, I, I don't even use social media that much anymore. I just use social media more as a messaging app these days. I don't actually scroll through posts or try and post as much unless there's like something really, really, really cool that I have to post like a graduation or a birthday or something like that. Anything like that, it's that, that I don't have an issue with posting that, but just this kind of bl- uh, like blind and just kind of meaningless posting of just like, you know, I'm thinking of a lot of just different posts that you post them just for the sake of getting a following rather than um, rather than trying to like tell the world about a life event or something like that. Uh, so yeah, that'd be one of my pieces of advice is stay away from the socials as much as possible because I, I personally don't think that they're headed in a good way. The other thing is I would recommend uh, figuring out how to balance, uh, how, how to build into your day a time to relax. Because like I said, there's, uh, and this is something I experienced even in my senior year of high school when everything went virtual in March was that I was just constantly working because I never knew when to stop because if work is at home and you're at home and relaxation's all at home, it tends to be the case that work is done in a much more exaggerated way and you spend a lot more time on that. And so uh, 
figuring out how to build in relaxation into your day um, and not over, you know, burning out. And then the, your mental health, uh, you know, declined as a result of that. Your attention declines, your, you know, happiness levels decline. You just kind of are just slogging throughout the day. Um, that's definitely something that you should consider doing. Um, in terms of extracurriculars, um, so in high school, I, lots of people want to like try, there's a, so, I mean, we live in the Bay Area, right? And this, the Bay Area is notorious for this place that's trying to like breathe the neck, like a lot of, it's very competitive. It's very cutthroat. Um, and a lot of people <laughs> are just trying to do a lot of resume padding. Um, yeah. And and so my, my advice is uh, in high school, I was only part of two clubs my entire time. One was the investment club and the other in my senior year was the high school's uh, Bollywood dance team. Those are the only two clubs I ever did. Yes, I had street fins going on and, uh, but you know, in total, I just saw maybe I did three extracurriculars and one of them was just out of pure fun. They, it wasn't for the sake of anything other than fun. Um, and even the investment club, I really had fun doing that. I had fun in uh, you know, connecting to folks um, about and, and learning about their you know, success and, and their thing, as well as just writing, creating, educating people about financial education. So that was, those were my two main things throughout high school. I, I, I learned how to do things elsewhere, but I never really translated those into a meaningful experience or extracurricular. I'd say those three were my big extracurriculars, Street Funds, the Investment Club, and the Bollywood Dance Team in my senior year. Um, so in terms of extracurriculars, I would just say stop with the cutthroat nonsense. Uh, there's nothing <laughs> that comes positive out of that. Uh, if you are doing this stuff just to you know, pad your resume, it doesn't work out. I think college admissions officers see right through that uh, because at a certain point, it, it just comes out in the way you talk and, and your actions. And really the work that you put into those extracurriculars is just, it's, it, it's not as good as it could be um, if you were actually really into it and interested in it. Now, uh, especially freshmen, um, you know, they come to high school wanting to learn about a lot of things, right? They want to try a lot of different clubs. It's good to just try a lot of clubs and, and, and see which ones stick, but to constantly like, you, you'll have to come to a choice where you narrow them down and really focus on what's fun for you and what you think has the most learning potential. And um, typically, and I mean, I'm not gonna name drop the clubs, but the people who are part of a certain group of clubs, you could tell why they were doing it. It was just to get a boost on their resume to just do something that uh, so, so-called differentiates or makes you stand out or mm -hmm. it's just kind of this badge of uh, like, here's what I did and here's this organization that's behind it. And, oh, look at me, I'm so cool. Um, and, but that's not the reason why you should do something. You should just yeah. do something because it's fun. Um, Definitely. Um, you know, kind of just, I, I really agree with what you said and you're surprisingly the only person that brought it, brought this up. And, you know, I witnessed that a lot through my high school and I'm, I'm speaking as if my high school's over, but it's not, but you know, I saw that a lot when I was go attending club fairs and all. And I saw there was like my friends, I'll, I'll, I don't want to point out some of my friends, but it's like, they really created like these clubs just for the sake of college. And when I would ask them like, so what was your motive behind creating the club? They would just be like, dude, you know, it's all about college. You know, you got to impress the admissions officer. And I was like, okay, but where does that get you? Like, yeah, sure. You're doing that as college, but like, I mean, maybe what if nothing happens to it? Or even if it does, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to think like the reason why you created something was because of like, you know, college. And 
it's not because you really want to enjoy it or it's because something you um, like really enjoyed. And, you know, I still get that question from some people that like, Hey dude, are you creating this podcast for, you know, college admissions? And I was like, no, totally not. That's like zero. What my motive was. My motive was to talk with other people and educate myself about mental health and, you know, just understand about mental health during this time, because it's something that's come up like in every single news article regarding teenagers and such. And I still get that. Like last week, somebody sent me like a message, someone I've known for a while and we haven't talked in a while. And he was like, dude, I just saw your teen talks podcast. How is it? Um, I'm sure, you know, the admissions officer is going to like it and all and all. And, you know, you're probably doing it for that. And I said, no, totally not. And that really infuriated me because I, I don't know why like teenagers still have that mindset about, you know, doing this kind of thing, doing all this stuff is just for college. Cause it's, it's not just college. It's, you know, there's so much to life apart from that. No, you're right. And, you know, I started my, the podcast that I run finance simplified when I was a senior in high school. Um, and yeah, people also came up to me and said, Hey, this is just for your college app. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm doing it till this day. And I've already graduated high school. So you can't have that argument against me that it was just for the college app. No, exactly. I'm actually trying to build something that lasts and helps people. And I think you got, you're doing the same thing here with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, the yeah. one thing I will say about, you know, why teenagers are so obsessed with this, and especially, this is especially true in the Bay Area and some kind of coastal, like New York, uh, you know, Boston, those areas too, um, where there are overwhelmingly amount, like a, a large amount of very successful people who live in those areas. Um, the Bay Area especially has this infatuation with the entrepreneurial culture. And that if you start something that if you and if you start anything that it says something about you and that the college admissions officers would love that um, or and and really all it does is incentivize short term thinking and you just start nonsense. Um, and these clubs that don't do anything or these companies that don't do any these nonprofits that really don't do anything like um, I, I mean there's plenty of examples I can pull from from my high school and my high school is very similar to your high school um, because you know they're basically neighbors. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, there's what I, I, I simply, I never went through college saying, or went through high school saying I should do the investment club. Cause it makes me stand out. I never had that mentality. I just, I came into high school knowing that this is the one club that really interested me. And it's something I could apply to my future career. Um, I was thinking very long-term with it. And because it just interested me in general, any other club, like most of the students who are interested in business, they go and do DECA or they go and do FBLA or some kind of thing, right? Those mm-hmm. are the like top, you know, most named. Most or, known organizations. Yeah, most notable organizations yeah. throughout the high school community. Um, but I tried out DECA and I really, I, I hated it. I hated what it was trying to do to people and like, um, like students in terms of just like, oh, this is just an organization. You do this, you, you, you really don't, I, I personally felt like you didn't learn anything. Some people may, but, uh, I, I didn't. And I actually just focused on the investment club, which was purely there for education. It wasn't there for, you know, competitions. And really that's why d- people join DECA's like um, they can go and compete at an international level and, and present something. Um, but, you know, when you look at the Bay area, especially, and I think a lot of your listeners probably are in the Bay area, uh, you know, I would say like really question whether or not you're starting something just for, I mean, it's good to start something if you really see an issue in the world and you want to actually solve a, a problem in it. And that's why you start something because you don't see anything existing out there is there. But there's an the, the dark side of that is 
you're just going to start something. And if it's already out there or it's already, or it's not something that you're fully committed to that it could really work against you because now you're just spending your time doing your own initiative, doing absolutely nothing for the world or, or yourself even it's college admissions officers are starting to see right through that. Um, and so, uh, it really, that attitude that it's breeding, it's this cutthroat kind of, I'm going to start this and, you know, it's going to show up well on my college app and I'll just, you know, anyone who wants to start anything different, I'll try and stuff out or whatever. Um, it's, it's not a healthy attitude and it's something very counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Um, the reason, you know, street fins right now, we have over 50 students working for it. Now, if I was just somebody who wanted to, you know, start it and leave it and leave it, uh, or do it just for the college app or the high school, uh, application or yeah, just for the college app, um, in high school, I would not have let it grow this fast because now we're thinking long-term. If I wanted to start something in high school so that it just kind of stays, uh, and, and, and I could actually manage it for the sake of the college app, I wouldn't, I would not spend that much time on it as I have for street fins. Um, and it, it maybe the same is true for you in this podcast. I don't know how much time you spend on it, but when you put a time commitment like that in, um, you really have to be invested for the long term. You can't just be a short term person. Oh, it's just for the college app. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you don't know that you want to start something, then my suggestion is don't explore a little bit more. You don't have to be the entrepreneur coming out of the Bay Area who is known for starting seven different companies and and like each one of them is whatever, right? It, you don't need to be that person for the college app. You want to be the person that knows what they don't know and knows what they want to improve on. And has an incredible capability to do that, to do, to just learn and grow and get better. Um, You know, I don't think, I think that's ultimately college applications. The admissions officers are looking for people to, uh, they're trying to make a well-rounded class. And ultimately each member of that well-rounded class has those qualities, which is, can you, do you know what you don't know? What are you doing to fix that? And is, and if it's more learning, how, how well can you learn? Right. So that's, that's what they're really looking at. Um, and going back to just, you know, this Bay area culture, I mean, you know, I, I can't, per, I, you know, the entrepreneurial culture in general, whether it's the Bay area or, you know, some other place, you know, we faced our fair share of people who are trying to copy us. Right. We just to put this out on the record, actually, um, you know, street fins was the very first, you know, student run financial content platform, as well as, you know, this network of clubs that was all student run and, you know, we've talked to fairly a, a good amount of people, some of who are in the Bay Area. Um, and so, and some of them who are kind of international or other places in the US. And shortly after we, uh, you know, talked to them, they kind of copied our ideas and, you know, did, did a lot of, you know, cutthroat kind of, you know, backstabbing kinds of, kinds of actions. And, you know, that's just the way business works, right? But it's something that you can fix. And the way I see the current Bay Area student generation learning entrepreneurship they're just kind of starting something for the sake of starting it not for actually uh, learning or trying to solve an issue and the tactics which they employ to uh, to make sure that it exists or grows or whatever uh, they're very unethical and yeah. they're not productive for the uh, for us as and and it's breeding a whole generation of people who who think it's the right thing to backstab to to kind of copy and not be creative and, and to cheat. And um, it's not something I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, but it's something I hope that can be fixed. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, 
just to close it off, that's actually something that I um, mentioned. And now that college season is over, a college app season, I, that's why I'm openly speaking about this. And th- that's one of the things I mentioned in one of my in my application is that, you know, I want to be one of those people that, you know, wants to inspire the next generation of students to really come out of your comfort zone and, you know, develop new things and new products that make the world a better place. And, you know, I want to like be the person that really inspires entrepreneurs, like young entrepreneurs to not just, like I said, like copy other people and, you know, make like something just as similar to what another person is doing. But like, you know, maybe even if you do add some of your own flavor, add new features to it, add, you know, make it in a way that, you know, it's your, it's something that's completely new and give credit to the people that's inspired you, you know, say that, you know, I was inspired, talk to other people, tell them that, you know, I was inspired by this news organization for me to develop my own kind of news site. And so that's what I want to do. I want more and more people to build stuff. It can be similar, but you should be, you know, inspiring people and like uh, educating them about like where you've gotten your information from and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, the root problem behind all of these is um, it's, it's entitlement, really entitlement and entitlement leads to you thinking that you can put in like as an entitlement, you feel entitled to this level of success. You feel entitled to going to Wharton or going to Harvard or going to Stanford or whatever your college of choice is, you feel entitled to go there because maybe your parents went there or you just, you think you're too smart. You think you can just get there without doing it. That's not the right approach, obviously. You're never entitled to be successful. You have to work for it. And uh, and if you're entitled to, if you feel like you're entitled to some kind of success, whether that's college apps or something in the future, um, then you become lazy and you think that you should be, you're allowed to put in the minimum required work to do something and that it just shows up and, uh, and, and it's going to work out even though that never works unless you, maybe you have like a lot of money backing you, whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, you know, this is, it's this problem of entitlement. That's really like, especially with the Bay area, right? A lot of parents of Bay area students are these people who maybe came from a different country or who grew up here, but they're, working at these tech companies as these successful people who really did well in college, went to maybe Berkeley or Stanford or some other great school, um, learned CS and is now kind of coding or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or is in some kind of other entrepreneurial role. So it, there's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur, but again, do it the ethical right way and do it without the sense of entitlement. Cause I guarantee, you know, we're the first generation in the Valley, uh, especially the first immigrant, uh, generation where, uh, our parents kind of came from these other countries uh, and and really worked hard uh, to get where they are today. And we're growing up with their success behind us so that we don't actually have to work as hard. But the key to understand is that you can't ever feel like you don't have to work as hard, uh, even though that's what your parents maybe work for you. You might have to work a little less hard, but you're never entitled to the level of success uh, at your parents' level or higher or whoever you're getting your ideas from or, you know, um, again, that root cause is really just entitlement and thinking that you can do whatever you want to, to get to where you are, even if it's, uh, going to be unproductive or destructive or, um, you know, cutthroat in the end. So, um, so yeah. Um, with the, you know, with that being said, that was some really good points that you, um, you know, just posed out there for the student listeners and just for the listeners of this podcast, with that being said, 
Rohan, I want to thank you so much, you know, for taking the time off to just, you know, sit down and talk to me about finance, college applications, extracurriculars, mental health, and just, you know, your perspective on the whole college world. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Yash. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Teen Talks podcast. If you really enjoyed that episode and want to get the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on all podcast listening platforms. Be sure to check out our website at theteentalkspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at teentalkspodcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.